one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Adiola Depot here. Thank you so much for downloading Fight Night Extra. Remember, we're here every single Tuesday live on TalkSport to myself and the great Gareth A. Davis. If you can't join us live, remember to subscribe to the Fight Night podcast channel. So much other great content there as well, such as Fight Night, Fight of My Life, and even the Mike Tyson story, The Boy from Brownsville. This is Fight Night Extra on TalkSport 2. If you love your boxing and your MMA, this is the show for you. Final extra with myself, Adi Lodipo, and the great Gareth A. Davis, where we discuss all the latest from the world of combat sports. The first one of the new year as well, so happy new year to you. Today, we're going to look ahead to what we can expect in 2023 from the world of boxing. Uh, 2022 provided some highs, but also some lows as well, both in and out of the ring. And myself and Gareth will discuss how this year can be better. We'll break down what we can expect to happen in the heavyweight division, when we can expect to see Fury versus Usyk, and what will happen to former champion Anthony Joshua, who is yet to fight since his defeat to Alexander Usyk last year. We'll also discuss some of the fights we need to see happen in 2023. These fights have to happen. Terence Crawford versus Errol Spence, the main one, and everyone's lips. Will we see a homecoming fight for Katie Taylor? And when can we expect to see Josh Taylor and Jack Catchell finally set to their rival rivalry? And we'll cast around some of the fighters who might have a breakout year as well. Look, don't go anywhere. This is Final Extra on TalkSport 2. I said I'll fight them both. No, everybody wants to call out Joshua or Tyson Fury or Usak. But nobody calls out Big Joe Joyce. So I'm giving Big Joe his credit and I'm calling him out. I remember when Klitschko was a champion and I was coming through. And he'd never say my name once. So I want to make this clear. I would love to fight Joe Joyce at some point. Definitely. I think next year. Yeah, I'll get Usek first and I'll get Joe Joyce. The issue with AJ is, in my opinion coming off the back of the two Usyk defeats, coming off the back of, you know, the disappointment and the emotional implosion, if you like, after the fight. A lot of people have said, you know, he needs his time mm-hmm. to get round that. I think he should come back with two standard top 15 opponents. Really? Like, good, solid fight. He doesn't really want it. The rematch would be absolutely phenomenal. I mean, if it was in Dublin, we could say that was Crow Park, I would say 90,000 people. That would be unbelievable. We've we seen something special here tonight. Imagine flying in front of the 80 or 90,000 people in Crow Park. We have to put fights on and hopefully either break even or make some money. Uh, with a Crawford Spence fight, that becomes very, very difficult because of the purse demands of both fighters. Gareth, Happy New Year, my friend. How are you, sir? I am very well, thank you, Addy, and looking forward to a tremendous 2023. We were a bit down mm. in our last show on 2022. We unfortunately picked out the bones of the negatives, if you like, but the marrow looks strong for 2023. And as you say, there are some extraordinary prospects uh, that we could have in 2023, and notably in the heavyweight division, of course, where it's set up for a fantastic year, but all the way through the 18 weight divisions and the women's side of the sport, we are looking at a fabulous year. Yeah, that was one real big positive, wasn't it? The women's side of the sport. And we're going to break it down a bit later in the shows, but I think if you're looking at one massive positive, I think the growth of the female side of things, I think this year, 2022, sorry, was the year when it really took off. Like It wasn't just Carisha Shields, Savannah and Katie, Amanda. There were other big unification fights, undisputed fights as well. It went to another level. 
It did. And I think the entertainment factor bringing, as we know, I mean, without kind of putting too much emphasis on this, it's a notably male dominated sport in terms of the fans as well. Yeah. And uh, we know that from our followings. Yes, there are females that love the sport, but to get male eyes enjoying female sport, as we saw with the Lionesses, I watched a fantastic documentary on Sky uh, last night on, on how the Lionesses was in the summer. We had that similar growth in women's boxing, as you say, those events, but the, the style that a lot of women are bringing now and the young prospects in Caroline Dubois and mm. Lauren Price and Sky Nicholson and some of these young boxers, Lauren Parker, um, Christina O'Hara McCafferty, the style they've got um, is going to bring more uh, eyes to the sport. And I wonder whether they might move to 12 two-minute rounds uh, in, in some of the fights this year. I'd certainly like to see that happen, Addy. And maybe, and I hope we do, get that partner, a dance partner for Katie Taylor for the big Croke Park fight that Eddie Hearn has teased for Katie Taylor this year in Dublin. I do hope we get that because, again, that will break new ground. Yeah, it's funny, you mentioned some of the names there and I always felt, and this isn't just disrespected, but obviously the depth isn't there, is it, when, in female boxing? Like, you can win two or three fights and you could potentially be fighting for a world title. Now, though, with the names you just mentioned sort of being chucked into some of the weight classes, the depth is there as well. We're starting to see that. And I do wonder how long it will take, eventually, it might happen in the next five years or so, for there to be a British title. Those things that we don't see, European title. Obviously, you get your Commonwealth and then you get your world, but there's no British. And I do wonder eventually again not now but in the next sort of five years another olympic cycle if it stays in the olympics will we see a british title yeah i think we will and i think we will see european titles and we will see commonwealth titles i mean you look at the emergence of australian women's boxing that's mm. getting bigger canadian women are boxing um you know let's see some of the african nations come forward i'd like to see development there from some of the african female boxers as well some of those are commonwealth countries of course mm -hmm. and the caribbean addy um i'd like to see that growth with you know and, and i have we haven't mentioned here as well um ebony bridges made big strides last year Massive. some of the things on the margins i'm not sure about um she's exploring those areas i don't know if they fit in in true sporting terms um, Natasha Jonas, by the way, I've got to mention her. I think she was my boxer of the year last year. She thoroughly deserved it. And, and that ability to move up uh, the weight divisions and what she's accomplished. Chantal Cameron, Hannah Rankin coming back this year. Um, there's so many great prospects that we can see in women's boxing. And, and we need to get behind it and support it and push it. And, and, and bring it to new levels. And I do think it's exponentially growing. I think they might struggle to have as big a year as they had last year, but if they do, then all all praise to the women's boxing. I agree, it's, it's been a fantastic standout year for them. Uh, you and Nick last week done your sort of review of 2022. When you look back at 2022, what's the one thing you think that needs to be done better going forward this year? Like, I know there's many and you probably could reel off sort of a, a few here, but what's the one singular thing that you think, okay, that needs to be better? Well, I think transparency. Transparency over the way the sports govern, transparency over the way things are played out. We're still waiting for a resolution on the Conor Ben, Chris Eubank fight and Conor mm. Ben's defence that he was, uh, that his two positive um doping tests were were contaminated we need a resolution on that we know a 270 page document went to the world boxing council and they're looking that with their respective officers and officials nothing yet from the boxing board of control and ucad it's dragged on too long it dragged on when you think about the first positive test was in july and now we're in 2023 january and we don't have a resolution on that. It's a travesty that the sport cannot police itself properly. And that's what we need. And in fact, the sport not policing itself properly has led to the exclusion after 2024 by the IOC of amateur boxing from the Olympics in Los Angeles in 2028. These changes need to be made and they need to be made with alacrity. Yeah, I completely agree with you about the transparency one. I will say this though, I was surprised when I heard that we are waiting for the WBC to make a resolution on this and decide what happens to Conor Ben. So you've got a sanctioning body 
making a resolution. I feel like something like this, and, and I said this on my own channel as well, like Conor Ben's fight won't necessarily be... Look, he could get off with a technicality, but I think it's going to be the people that he has to fight against, the, the, the fans. And I almost feel like something like this should almost go to the court of arbitration for sport. Because they will look at it not as boxing fans, not as a, a sanctioning body, but almost as a separate body. And, and I feel like that's where this should have gone to. Look, the WBC, I trust that they will come to a conclusion that will be the correct one. But I almost feel like with this, almost like what happens in athletics, right? I think it should go to a court of arbitration for sport. They should decide. And then I feel like once they come back and say, yep, you're okay, I think the fans will then believe. I don't know if, if the WBC come back and say, Connor, you are correct, you're good to fight again. I don't know if the fans are going to accept that. Well, I mean, I did a very salient interview on that very point with Chris Eubank Jr. in the last kind of the couple of days before Christmas, actually, in the week of Christmas and um, leading up to Christmas Eve and Christmas Day with Chris Eubank said, I still want to fight Conor Ben this year. Mm. But the truth is, um, it's the fans that will decide, the public will decide yep. um, on, on his innocence and how he's labelled and all those things, regardless of what happens in terms uh, of the resolution by the lawyers and, and the case when it's examined and discussed. Um, so it, it's a very difficult one for Conor Ben. He needs to come back this year. And as Eubank said, he put his finger on it. You know, I don't need... I think he feels that if he'd heard about both positive tests, he wouldn't have gone ahead uh, with the fight. And it's up to Conor now to, to prove, or at least look, He's not the only one in history who tested positive for banned substances and come back and be the star. Yeah. His star was on the rise yesterday, uh, last year, sorry. And I picked him as my rising star for, for 2022. Remember, up to October the 6th, Addy, he could do no wrong. Mm. I mean, and, and, and so that there's a there's a lot to do there in terms of him clearing his name and then getting back in the ring and winning fans over again. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a long road, but it's a road that I think he's prepared to walk down. Uh, very quickly, I remember at the back of 2021, I remember asking you about 2021, you remember you saying, Addy, I've covered the sport for 30 years, 2021, one of the best years I've seen in the sport. I remember, I actually remember I was talking about it. If you were to score out of 10, 2022, what score would you give it? Probably a five or a six. Wow. Um, there were some phenomenal events, phenomenal fights. Uh, you know, um, Dimitri Bivol, um, Canelo, 154,000 people. I know will come to the heavyweights and they're coming to two Tyson Fury fights. Um, that you know, the, the the Jeddah experience with Anthony Joshua was fantastic, and Alexander Usyk. The things that Alexander Usyk and Vasil Lomachenko uh, and other uh, boxers did for their country. Uh, Ukraine in, in 2022, um, Devin Haney, the, the, the continued rise of him um, and saying women's boxing. It was not a bad year, but there were certain things that stuck in the craw and were difficult to to erase. And uh, it, was, it was tough work being a correspondent at times mm -hmm. uh, on the sport. But, you know, it, 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 expect the unexpected in boxing. It's the old saying, and it'd probably be no different this year. Yeah, I'd probably just give it a one point increased i'll probably go six seven it wasn't it wasn't special we got some good things but you always look at the fights that we didn't get and that's what sort of irks me and then again the Conor ben situation as well all right you're listening to final extra on talk sport two members still to come we're going to discuss which fights need to happen this year and we'll do some fights who could have a breakout 2023 as well but up next we're going to get stuck into the heavyweight division and discuss how the next 12 months could play out Split decision, and still the unified heavyweight champion of the world from Ukraine, Alexander Husey. Welcome back. You're listening to Fight Night Extra on Talksport 2. Adi Oladipo, the great Gareth A. Davis. All right, let's start with 
the marquee division, and it really is, isn't it? It's the standout division in boxing, the heavyweights. I know for a few years it wasn't because the likes of Oscar De La Hoya and Floyd Mayweather, when you think of boxing, you do think of Mike Tyson, you think of Muhammad Ali, and now you think of the new current heavyweights. You think of Alexander Usyk, Tyson Fury, AJ, Deontay Wilder. Um, Gareth, when you think of the heavyweight division and the, the picture that it's going to, I guess, show us in 2023, I guess the first real big one is Tyson Fury versus Alexander Usyk undisputed what can you tell us Bob Arum and Frank have both sort of said in the last couple of weeks that it's done you know it looks like it's going to go to the Middle East and we're we're probably going to see it March April is that true can we get excited about the undisputed heavyweight title fight well while we've all been tucking into the mince pies and the Christmas puddings and um and 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 turkey and or or whatever they call it vegetarian chicken these days or whatever they call it Um, look, I, I'm starting to hear noises, I think, in the last few days that this fight needs to be made soon, Tyson Fury and Alexander Usyk, for all of the four belts. Otherwise, it, it'll either get delayed or move to the UK. Um, you know, I, I think there are there are some question marks, Addy, about how quickly it's moving forward. Frank Warren saying it needs to be signed soon. Bob Arum hinting, doesn't often say things for no reason, hinting that it might move to Wembley Stadium. I hope it does, frankly. And I hope we get it late April, early um, early May in, mm. uh, in, the, in London. I'd love to see it be. I think, I think that's the place for it. Um, if a big hundred million dollar offer comes in from the Middle East, from Saudi, then I think we'll go there. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a fight we really need to see before these mandatories, Daniel Dubois, Joe Joyce, mandatories for WBA and WBO, Flip Hergovic for the IBF, the three belts there that Alexander Usyk holds. Obviously, Deontay Wilder's the number one for the WBC now. Mm. So, you know, they do need to get this fight over the line. Otherwise, uh, three or three of those four sanctioning bodies are going to be putting pressure on um, and we will see the belts fractured. We still may see Tyson Fury and Alexander Usyk, but it may not be for all the belts and it'd be the first, obviously, undisputed title in the four-belt era. The next 10 days are, are salient, uh, obviously, in this fight getting over the line. Um, I'd heard there was a big press conference announced for Thursday this week, and I was thinking, wow, are we going to get it? But actually, it's Frank Warren announcing his signing of young Moses Itaoma, the 18-year-old, who I think is a massive prospect uh, in the heavyweight division. Um, But it's the five uh, heavyweights that you mentioned, or you've mentioned four, but I'll throw Joe Joyce in there. They're the big names this year. Tyson Fury, Alexander Usyk, Joe Joyce, Deontay Wilder, and Anthony Joshua. Not in that order, I hasten to add. But that's this, the shape of the division for me this year. And that's where all the big fights will happen. Yeah, I wonder what the delay is here with, with, with this announcement of uh, Usyk Fury. Because look, with AJ Fury, you kind of felt like, okay, maybe someone doesn't want it. Maybe someone behind the scenes doesn't want it. Whereas the fighters do. With Usyk and Fury, you kind of feel like, well, everyone wants it. We saw Usyk step on the canvas. You were there, right? You were right in the middle of things. Fury was shouting at him and Usyk was just sort of stone-faced, ready, wanting the fight. He's come out. I remember when he beat AJ, he says, like, I want the fight. I want it in February. So it's the date he wanted. Fury, could it be the hand injury potentially or the elbow injury? Like, why is there a hold-up when everyone seems to be singing from the same hymn sheet? I'm confused. Well, like you say, there could be little things in the background um Usyk obviously uh didn't have an interim fight uh Tyson Fury did obviously December the 3rd um that cold night at Spurs um you never know if, if Usyk may suddenly be saying look I'm not sure I might want to tune up uh before I fight uh Tyson Fury he may not um like you say Fury mentioned the hand injury he mentioned it on the night against Chisora to me actually for talk sport afterwards so who knows what's behind the background in the background they may be um looking at the the uh the purse split mm. um the, the site the fee so much site fee all those things so and I think they are looking at uh, an overall site fee for it and they want that money to come forward it's been very quiet from the Middle East um, but but then again, Bob Arum and Frank Warren don't talk as much 
um, and not maybe as available as, as maybe Eddie Hearn is when he talks about those things out in the open all the time. But as I say, um, by, by January, where are we now? Very early January, uh, January the 3rd now, um, we need some resolution, I think, in the next week. Otherwise, we might hear different sounds yeah. and maybe in a different location, Eddie. Yeah, I feel like we need some resolution with, with Anthony Joshua as well. Um, look, there was a lot of talk. I remember when AJ lost to Usyk and the press conference and it was like, OK, you know what, we're going to get him out straight away. He's going to be out early. We're looking at November and then obviously this Fury thing came and, OK, it's not Fury, but we'll get him out in December. And then it was, OK, we're going to get him out in March and we don't know Anthony Joshua's training situation. Eddie Hearn was on um, with Ackenbrack on DAZN and he said, look, the plan now is to rebuild him to become a three-time heavyweight world champion. It's all very well being brave, listening to Twitter, going out and fighting Deontay Wilder, but there has to be a plan and a smart plan. And Eddie Hearn, I think, then said, we're going to go for a top 15 guy in March, then Dillian White in the summer, and then he says Wilder, AJ, by the end of the year. And I, look, as much as... As much as I'm Wild, Team AJ. Wild or Fury, you mean? You're yeah, Wild, Wild or Fury. Fury. And as much yeah. as I'm Team AJ, I'll tell you this now, Anthony Joshua's not fighting three times in one year. He's not I done that. Know. He's not I done have. that since he was 2015. He just doesn't yeah, do but, it. It doesn't do it at all. But it doesn't, but there's nothing wrong with having that as an ambition. I, I, so hope, you, I hope we get that. I, I, I've always said, and I think you've sort of said the same thing, we need to see more AJ. Like we need to need to see him, not just in the ring, just in general. We need to see AJ. We we don't see him that much, and I'm a bit disappointed because initially the talk was Dillian White in March, and now all of a sudden it's been pushed back to okay, no, it's a top fifteen guy in March. Then Dillian White in the summer. AJ doesn't need to build up to Dillian White. I remember me and you kind of went back and forth on this one. AJ should get in there right now with Dillian White. Surely AJ doesn't need a warm up for Dillian White, does he? Uh, no, but I tell you what, he won't be fighting the number 15 in the WBC. That's Jared Anderson. No, he's not going to do that one. Though, he is one of the rising stars, by the way, everybody to keep a lookout for this year. 13 and 0, 13 KOs, TKOs. It'll be Otto Wallin, won't it? I, well, look, it's, it, it's, look, Otto Wallin is a, is a good guy for him because he's, uh, I think Wallin is three with the WBO, which puts... AJ into a fantastic position. Mm. AJ's five and four with all the sanctioning bodies, five with the WBC, um, uh, WBA, and actually, no, he's four with the WBA and IBF and, and five with the WBO and the WBC. Uh, Otto Valen's a great um, fight for him in terms of positioning. Um, there's, you know, I don't see, you know, that many other guys out there that are going to sell in a big way. Um you know, it's it's he's not gonna fight Trevor Bryan, he's not gonna fight that that's not gonna work. Would he so, would he fight uh, Hergovic? I'm not so sure he well, I mean Hergovic is four, isn't he, with Yeah, and I didn't the think he looked WBO. good against Gili Zhang. I was a bit unimpressed with Hergovic. Yeah, me too. I mm -hmm. thought he lost to Gili Zhang. Yeah, I really did think he lost that fight. But um, you know, look, I, I, I think Anthony Joshua, like you, should be going into a fight with Dillian White late March, April, round about the same time as Tyson Fury and uh, Alexander Usyk. So we get that positioning again. Yeah. That would really work in my view. Um, you know, they could throw him in against a Lucas Brown or a, or a I don't know, I, but someone like that. Otto Valin, Dillian White, Lucas Brown. If they're going for someone, a tune-up for, for Dillian White, I, I, I don't... I don't see that as, as a great prospect. I also want to know who Anthony Joshua's trainer is going to be this year because um, it doesn't look like it's Robert Garcia at the moment. Will it be Roy Jones Jr.? Yes. It's fascinating. Yeah, it is. And like, no, I don't want to sort of be too disrespectful to this trainer setup, but it needs to be sorted. This will be Anthony Joshua's third trainer in three fights. And that's a big problem for me as well. I mean, what are you doing? It's almost like some trainer builds you up and, okay, try this, try that. And then another trainer comes and says, no, stop that, try this, try that. It's just, honestly, it's a, it's a big mess. I think Buddy McGirt was like, you know, the best thing for AJ, go back to Rob McCracken. Go back to someone that knows you. You understand each other. And maybe that isn't a bad idea right now. Uh, let's talk about Joe Joyce. I know he's a heavyweight that you really sort of have a lot of faith in. Is Everyone seems to really are very high on him right now. And rightly so, after that Joseph Parker performance, I thought he was really good. Really, really good. And he, he seems to be 
almost the new boogeyman. And don't get me wrong, look, I still think fighters will fight him. I think, you know, pay the right money, someone will get in a ring with him. But the risk-reward fighting a Joe Joyce right now isn't good because the reward is you ain't going to get paid that much, are you? I mean, Joe Joyce isn't going to, you know, he's not going to put that many bums in the seats and he has no belt. The risk, well, you just have to look at the faces of everyone he fights. He really is a destroyer of men. And I I don't know who's going to get it. I don't, apart from Bacoli, maybe, I don't know what they're going to find for him. Yeah, exactly. It's fascinating. Well, you know, to finish off on the top five heavyweights, it's what happens with Deontay Wilder and what happens with Joe Joyce this year. They may end up fighting each other. Ooh, that is take my money now. <laughs> I um, I'll pay anything for that fight. Maybe. But you look at the the WBO, where obviously Big Joe Joyce, the juggernaut, is the is the interim champion at the moment. There's, you know, you look at the you look at the top four in the WBO, and um, they are Andy Ruiz, Frank Sanchez, Otto Valin, and Flip Hergovich. They're all viable for him. Mm. Um, as is Anthony Joshua at number five. I don't think he'll fight Joshua next. Um, but any four of those would be would be a terrific uh, event in the UK for me. Frank you know? Sanchez is a very very good shot, almost a bit like Joe Joyce in the UK. Frank Sanchez is almost avoided as well, especially after FA Ajagba win. Not many people want Frank Sanchez. Strong, big Cuban, so he you know the boxing ability is just there. I like that. I like the idea of that. I feel like we're going to get Wilder Ruiz just because it's a massive money fight in the states. Um, on Daniel Dubois very quickly just before we, we break what do you do with Dubois next I, I hear that he's injured so he's going to probably be out of the ring for a little while but yeah, th- there's a problem there isn't there in terms of how you match up Dubois Lorena caused him some problems I know his foot was hurt but it was hurt because he got hit on the top of the head what, what do you do with Dubois <laughs> I don't know um, there are big question marks about Daniel at the moment he's still a very very young heavyweight we know he's got extraordinary power. He, he talked about brilliantly in the gym. Uh, you don't know if he if he needs surgery on that knee um, that gave him problems. Uh, I think you alluded to the fact that it might have been a combination of a knee and a punch to the head. Mm. Um, you know, it's 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 a difficult one. Um, Martin Bacoli, maybe, Poor man, um, yeah. but he's not ready for the likes of Wilder and Joshua. Or even Arslan Bekmakmudov, in my view. No chance. No, it's too big, um, too strong for now. Yeah. yeah um, so, so there's 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 big question marks about him. How they manage him. How Frank Moran manages him from here. And uh, would you risk yeah, him with a Michael Hunter type? I think you'd risk him with Michael Hunter. Yeah, yeah. I, I do. I, he's got to go out there and prove it. Um, you know, it's it's look. A, a, a winning record isn't everything. And we've got to see him develop and, and get into the trenches and work his way through the trenches. That's the big question mark about him at the moment. He's brilliant when it's going his way, but if it's not going his way, he's got to learn. And maybe that's what got him through the Lorena fight um, on December the 3rd last year, because he'd learned uh, against Joe Joyce, you know, that just hold it together for a while. He definitely had had problems in that in that fight and fought his way through it and fought to victory against, let's be honest, a very small heavyweight who's even fought a cruiserweight, I think. So, he has, yeah, former IBO um, cruiserweight champion in the arena. Yeah, yeah. so, um, you know, it's there are still question marks about Daniel. Yeah. All right, you're listening to Final Extra on TalkSport 2. Still to come, we're going to get stuck into who could have a breakout year in 2023. But up next, all the fights we simply have to see this year. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? 
They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Even after it'd be absolutely phenomenal, and if it was in Dublin, we could sell out Coe Park or say 90,000 people. That would be unbelievable. We, we see something special here tonight. Might have been flying in front of 80 or 90,000 people in Coe Park. I don't think that team going to want to find me or really nobody else. You know, my, my resume is, is better than his, and you know, I'm the undisputed champion. He, I don't feel like he really wants to fight anybody. Welcome back to Final Extra on TalkSport 2. Adi Oladipo, the great Gareth A. Davis. All right, our wish list for 2023 we've got some um fights down here that i'm gonna read out uh, oh have you got your own sort of one gareth though I'm, I'm gonna read out sort of several here and we can discuss them but is there one if you could sort of have the pick of all the fights and you can only make one this year what fight would you make this year i've got to say you and fury for the undisputed title really because it's so big but if i could pick one that we haven't discussed already that mm. out, is outside the heavyweights, if you can allow me that, that kind I, of... I, I give you the floor. I would like to see um, Shaka Stevenson against um, Tank Davis. Oh, interesting. I thought he was yeah. going to say Shakur Stevenson versus Devin Haney. You've gone Tank Davis. No, I think Shakur... I think the biggest test for Shakur is Tank Davis. Mm. I, think, I, I think... I don't think heaven... I think Haney and Shaka's a great fight, but I think... Shaka versus Tank is one of the biggest fights in the sport. Really, yes, it's, it's a fantastic fight. It really is. It, in their prime, very oh, young, crossroads fight, all those things. It has everything. Honestly, it has every element. You've got the, the boxer in Shakur who can punch a bit, and you've got the puncher in Tank that can box as well. So it literally has everything. Two what different I like personalities. Is the of speed, Addy. The mm. speed of both men, you know. Oh, um, honestly, that's, it, it, that's a great it's, shout. It's, it's Errol Spence and Terence Crawford four or five years ago, you know? Yeah, you know, I agree with that. Agreed. Uh, my one, if I could just have one, like you got one that you can watch on the TV right now, I'd have to have Dimitri Bivol versus Artur Batoviev. Undisputed, yeah. light heavyweight, a boxer versus a pure puncher. Uh, I, oh, I, just, I love the idea of it. Sort of old Soviet Union block, like both just two, two menacing guys. I, honestly, both unbeaten. And I know is now 38, so you could argue he's past his prime, but he's still a very, very good fighter. And I've seen, I think we've seen in the last sort of 12 months that Bivol's really just a really special fighter. And I just love the idea of it. Boxer versus puncher. I think that'll be a fascinating matchup. Can I, can I say... Yes, sir. Do you think after Baturbiev, obviously if Baturbiev needs to beat um, uh, Anthony Yard uh, this year for that to happen... Mm. And obviously that's taking place for us on January the 28th here in the UK. It is. If Baturbiev comes through that and people love him and Bivol's fought in this country and obviously Eddie Hearn is promoting Bivol, do you reckon Bivol against Baturbiev could be a big fight in the UK rather than the USA? 100%. And yeah. we know there's the, the, we've got the Eastern European you know, fan base over here as well. And I just feel like all these big fights, I don't, sometimes I don't know if these fighters realise how popular they are in the UK. Like, they're so popular over here. Th that would do the O2 Arena or yes. the AO Arena. It'll do it easily. I agree. Um, I agree. Yeah, that'd be 
that'd be fantastic. And obviously, as you say, Eddie works with Bivol. He fights on the zone. Um, I know Bob and Eddie don't get on, but you know, to make money, they'll get on. That's a big fight, and I think it'll be a good one over here as well. I, I like that one. Um, all right, let's go through the wish list. Who, who wins that, Eddie? Who wins that? Well, after Bivol gave me his jacket, I'm Team Bivol all the way, baby. <laughs> I, I am Team Bivol all the way. I think. I'd like to take into account the age of Baturbiev when I'm looking at that fight. Mm. And if Bivol can jab Baturbiev's head off and frustrate him, I think he's got a massive opportunity. But I think most people would see Baturbiev as the favourite in that. Yeah. But it's a big call. Um, but I think you but you could go for Bivol in that fight. Yeah, you, you could. And, but you almost feel like Baturbiev's going to get to him. It's almost like that Javante Davis feeling that you can box me, but I'm going to get to you. And you must yeah. feel like Baturbiev at one stage, Bivol's going to have to stand there and trade, and that could be his undoing. Um, all right, Jez has wrote us a, a couple of names here. Um, one of the ones that he's wrote down, which I guess you could copy and paste from 2018, really, is Crawford Spence. I'm, I'm tired of it. I'm absolutely tired of this fight. I really want it to happen still, though, just because both are still, they're still there, aren't they? I mean, you look at the pound-for-pound pound rankings, Terence is probably number two. Errol's at worst number seven. Both unbeaten. Like both, it's not like anyone's took any slippage. Even if it's, I still think it's a bit past its sell-by date. Now I really do. But if it's still made this year, it still would be, I think, the biggest fight that can be made. Not financially, but just in terms of hardcore fans' eyeballs on the sport. I still think Crawford Spence is number one. Yeah, and I think it comes down to to Al Heyman and his team getting... Uh, Errol Spence into that fight. Um, Terence Crawford obviously laid out last year that in, in a long speech at a press conference before the David Avenesian uh, fight, in which he, again, let's say this, another brilliant stoppage by him, spiteful, accurate, um, almost like a savant. Um, uh, incredible. Um, it's just a fight we've got to see. Both undefeated, um, but both brilliant, um, both fantastic welterweights. It, it, it's a fight for the ages, and I just hope they get it over the line. But it's been there so many times and teased. Who knows, Addy? It might be one of those ones that disappears into the pantheon of fights we never got. Lennox Lewis and um, Riddick Bowe and others mm. like that. Ricky Hatton and Junior Witter. Um, we never thought we were going to get Amir Khan and Kel Brook, and let's not hope that we're going to have to wait for 2025 for Spence and Crawford, where they're suddenly going, oh, we finally need a last payday, because and, and they do the last knockings against each other. But because for all the brilliance of the atmosphere of Khan and Brook, uh, they certainly weren't in their prime. No, that, that, I get, you're right, 100% they weren't. It, it looked fantastic fight, I guess, right, in terms of atmosphere. And it done good numbers for everyone, but yeah, we were watching sort of subpar, uh, Brooks subpar, uh, Amir Khan. Right, one that's not in the list that I've got to add in, just because you know I've obviously copyrighted the phrase "chaos in Lagos." Uh -huh. I, there, <laughs> there is no fight. I said this, and some people are saying, "Ada, you're wrong," and I'm not wrong. If every single super fight is on the TV, and you have to pick one to watch, the carnage and the two round blowout that will be AJ versus Wilder take my money right now because I think that would be absolute chaos and it's a fight I, I, I still don't think it will happen ever if I'm honest with you but it's a fight I'd love to see and obviously right now I'd have to favour Deontay Wilder just because he looks like you know he hasn't lost a step after those beatings from Tyson Fury and AJ certainly has lost a step but I'd love to see that fight AJ versus Wilder two big guys two punchers I think that'd be fantastic Oh, there was, if, it, if, if the big heavyweights, the big African-American and the big British Nigerian fought in, uh, in Lagos, that would be absolutely amazing. <laughs> it would be, God, you know, be amazing. Uh, you know, obviously you have your heritage. I've lived in Lagos before. Mm. It would be an extraordinary place to have it. Massive boxing uh, fandom in, in Nigeria. Very physical people. They love um, combat and fights. Yep. It would be amazing. Um, I don't know if you know a venue there. I don't know venues there these days. But There's the National Stadium um, in uh, in Lagos, in Surulere. So it's the old National Stadium, which is still there, which holds, I think, 65,000. There you go. There you go. 
There you go. There you go. So it, it really could happen, honestly. It, it obviously won't, but you think of sort of the fights in the past that everyone remembers. Everyone, even if you're a non-boxing fan, knows what Rumble in the Jungle is and Thriller in Manila. Not all the biggest fights have to happen in America or Europe or now in the Middle East. So, so that would be one. Uh, as, um, Jez has put down Katie Taylor's homecoming fight. She's desperate for it, and I'm desperate for it for her. Yeah, absolutely. Croke Park in 2023 would be amazing. As you say, it would um, it would join the kind of exponential rise in terms of timelining uh, where women's boxing is going. We've never had a, a, a huge outdoor stadium fight headlined by a woman. Katie Taylor's the perfect person. Her 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 following in Ireland is 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 beyond belief. Mm. There's little doubt they'd be able to sell that out. Um, Eddie Hearn says they've ticked a lot of the boxes with the authorities and the police. Katie Taylor wants that fight. It's who it's against. Would it be against uh, Amanda Serrano? I see she's signed to fight again soon anyway. Um, I see that as a May, June, July fight. Um, let's hope they get it over the line. Tasha Jonas, again, a very viable opponent if they want to do that. They could also put the belts on the line, presumably, at light middle if they wanted to. Chantel Cameron is not the style I think Katie Taylor wants. And it may even be the, the brilliant Irish woman's swan song as well, Addy. But let's hope they get that over the line. Yes, please. 80,000 Croke Park, Dublin, sometime in the first let's say, first half of 2023. Yeah, I'd love to see maybe someone like a Baumgartner get the opportunity just because yeah, she just took so much smack. And it was so yeah. different from anyone that Katie's fought, someone that just winds her up a little bit. And it's nice to see someone get under Katie's skin. But look, hopefully she gets it. Ideally, it's Amanda Serrano. But if not, there are so many ladies out there that she can fight. All right, you're listening to Final Extra on TalkSport 2. Next up, we're going to discuss who could have a breakout year and look ahead to some of the fights later this month. <laughs> Final extra on Talksport 2, Adi Oladipo, the great Gareth A. Davis. All right, let's give you our ones to watch now for 2023. So many stars, not just over here in the UK, but in America as well. You probably heard Gareth mention when we were talking heavyweights about Jared Anderson. And, and top rank have got so many young superstars coming through, but Jared Anderson probably could be the special one alongside the likes of Keyshawn Davis and others as well. But I do want to focus on uh, some of the talent we've got over here. Uh, first, Gareth, um, let's start with this one. A guy that's desperate for a world title fight now is probably deserving of it as well, and that's boxer's Richard Riakpo. Um, yeah. what, what's he? Is it the Midnight Train? I think he's called, which is one of the best no, nicknames if it's true. No, no, no. So it's perfect. Describes him perfectly. Um, he's definitely one to watch because he's on the cusp of a world title shot. Yeah, definitely. And the fact that boxer have signed Lawrence Akoli, um Obviously, he's got a to, he's got a fight coming up in. Trying to think what it is now. It's March. Is it March? Yeah. yeah. Against, um, I forget his first name, but Light is his surname. Um, and that's, you know, a fantastic fight for Akoli to see him back in action. Mm. But I think Richard Riakpour against Lawrence Akoli is is a brilliant prospect. I'm looking down the, uh, the, the, the cruiserweight uh, divisions and he's in position for an Alunga Makabu fight. Um, he's in position for a Jaya Pattaya fight. That's a good fight, yeah. Obviously, after he beat Mar Maris Bredis, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and there's no doubt you can get the Antipodean over here uh, to for that fight, uh, for the IBF title. Yes, Richard Riakpour, I think he advanced his cause in the last couple of years. Um, I think we've seen him box a little bit now. And he, I, what I love about him is that he doesn't get emotional about criticism, about his style or what he's done. I've had loads of really good chats to him. And he is like the proverbial sponge and loves to soak things up. I think it's a massive year for him. Wouldn't surprise me to see him win a world title. Um, and then maybe, maybe he fights Lawrence Coley in, in, in a unified championship, which would be a big fight over here. Again, 
that's selling out an O2 arena. It's not quite a stadium fight yet, but it's selling out an O2 arena, maybe a pay-per-view card for Sky and Boxer. Mm. Uh, one lady that I, I've no doubt will become a world champion, and maybe uh, through the weights as well, because she, she's growing, uh, not just in the ring, but growing in her confidence as well, and that's Caroline Dubois. Um, she has everything as far as I'm concerned, and, and she's spiteful. I think we've always said we look for these ladies to get knockouts. Um, and I know sometimes in two-minute rounds it's difficult, but she's getting the stoppages as well. I think it's inevitable. I don't know if it's going to be 2023 because of you've got to look at who's in the division, but it's inevitable that she will become a world champion. But she definitely will be on the cusp of a world title in 2023. Yeah, I think so. Look, she, she fought five or six times after, I think it was six in the end. I think it was six. After making her debut last year, very active on lots of cards. Um... She's got a fantastic style. Physically, she's amazing. Um, like you say, maybe not quite ready yet um, for the top girls. But, you know, by the end of the year, she'll be 11, 12 fights into her career. End of this year, early next year, she'll be on the cusp of world title, um, certainly contention. She'll be a world titleist at that point, certainly challenging for a belt. Brilliant style, great fighter, dedicated to the sport. And... It looks like she might get to be true world champion ahead of her brother. Yeah, yeah, honestly, it will do, I think. Uh, this one's interesting, just because, again, we've touched on it, but we have no idea how it's going to play out and what's going to happen, how his career is going to be kick-started. Conor Ben, um, you look at that next British superstar, and I think everyone, up until that point in October, everyone would have probably said, oh, Conor Ben. Do you know the, the name, the his style of fighting, his social media presence, he was getting the real big push from DAZN and Eddie. It's all come to a halt. So I do look forward to see how he resurrects his career in 2023. Yeah, absolutely. It's a very good point. I mean, I mentioned it earlier on. What he does this year is very important, as much outside the ring as it is inside uh, the ring. And I'm going to add to, to that young Adam Azim, who hasn't truly been tested yet. But by the end of this year, I think he'll get a proper test as well. Was mm. he 20? I think Still 20, 21, yeah. Yeah, massively explosive fighter. We need to see what he's like under pressure. Fascinated by his growth. He's been talked up very much by, by Ben Shalom and Boxer. Trained, uh, obviously, uh, by... Um, by um, uh, Shane McGuigan. Shane McGuigan, who's got a fantastic stable there. Although Lawrence Acoli has obviously left that stable now. But... Massive prospects coming through. Um, you mentioned Jared Anderson and Keyshawn Davis. They're two of my big prospects from America as well. As still, you know, Jared Ennis, I'd like to see. I know he's had a, a lot of fights already. Uh, Ditto, Virgil, Ortiz. But I'd like to see them in world title fights uh, this year because it's time they came through as well. I mean, I picked um, Virgil Ortiz as one of my prospects last year, but he only fought once, as did Conor Ben. Crazy. Um, yeah, so you know, there's 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 a lot of breakout stars out there um, in the women. Sky Nicholson as well. I'd I'd she's more of a boxer than a than a puncher. Mm. But I pick her out as well. She's going to be very relevant this year, I believe, um, under the banner of Eddie Hearn, of course, uh, and on to zone. Talented, beautiful, great yeah, speaker. Honestly, ticks um, it. I almost expect her to like. Like, grow away, not grow away from the sport. She'll still box, obviously, but you mentioned that she's, 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 she's a beautiful girl. And I, I just wonder if that, if that crossovers to other stuff as well that she might be doing. Um, I, I expect to see her in like a Dior magazine doing something. Like she seems to be able to like cross the boundaries. She's so comfortable as well now. And I wouldn't be shocked if she kind of follows the Ramla Ali sort of route and does so many other stuff outside of boxing. Yeah, that would be no surprise whatsoever. I think she's on the route to do that. But I want to ask you about, about my American prospects. Go on. For me, Keyshawn Davis is very, very special. Um, I don't know if you've had much of a look at him yet, but obviously... I have fought recently uh, as well um, on the top rank yeah. card. Yeah, they, they had about... Cards. Yeah. He's fought some big cards this year. He fought on the um, Canelo uh, Avenue Yildirim um in 2021, he fought on the Alvarez, Billy Joe Saunders undercard. He's now, um, I think, with top rank now, isn't he? He is. He is. Um, you know, medals at the 2019 World Championships, Pan American Games, silver medalist at the Olympics in 2020. Um, a pretty flawless uh, career start. And I, ju I just think when I look at him, 
he's got all the skills to pay all the bills for me. Um, you know, in, in that line of Oscar De La Hoya, Floyd Mayweather, Miguel Cotto, Vasyl Lomachenko, Shaka Stevenson, that kind of lineage, if you know what I mean. No, he's got absolutely everything. He's he's a special, special boxer, and they've got so many. They've got Xander Zayas as well, who's a 154 pound fighter, I believe, Puerto Rican, and you know the Puerto Ricans are desperate for another name to sort of come through. Obviously, Amanda Serrano is there, but they're desperate to see another another male dominate. They, they've had obviously Miguel Cotto and Felix Trinidad before. They're looking for someone else. So look, there's so many special talents. I, I do believe that in terms of young talents, I do think that top rank probably have the best young talents of guys that I think will go on uh, to become uh, world champions. So, look, I, I think we're in for a good year, I think, to sum it all up. I think 2023 should be good. Um, there are so many big fights to be made, so many big fights on the horizon. Um, we're here in Devin Haney versus Vasily Lomachenko. That's a great fight in the lightweight division. Obviously, you've got the likes of Eubank versus Smith over here early. Uh, Tabia versus Yard over here early. And we've even, don't forget, we've even got KSI versus Dylan Dennis as well. So look, we've got a great year, great year in store uh, from the world of boxing. So make sure you stay tuned. We'll keep you obviously uh, fully covered and entertained throughout the year here on Fight Night Extra as well. And don't forget Fight Night with Adam Catchell and Gareth A. Davis as well. Gareth, as always, my man, happy new year. Fantastic to be back and look forward to speaking to you next week. You've been listening to Fight Night Extra on TalkSport 2. That's it for this week. Thank you so much for downloading our Fight Night Extra. Remember, we're back every single Tuesday for more great content. And if you miss us, make sure you subscribe to Fight Night to catch up on all our other episodes. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamline my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone.